right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And today we're talking the holy grail of ultimate streetcar races. Like it's a world series of street performance. What is uh, kind of morphed from the Optima Challenge is now Optima Search for the ultimate streetcar. So I, I kind of got to, it makes me beg the question, Bird. What is the craziest, nuttiest, like serious race event you have ever either been a part of or you've gone to see? Well, I mean, I think on the topic of, uh, you know, this Optima ultimate streetcar thing, you know, we, we, we kind of sat down with the Drag Week guys recently in our podcast. And, you know, in the drag world, right, Drag Week and... You know the whole pro mod scene is is so amazing, so awesome. It's it's the cream of the top. Like it's, I, I think it's better than than most of the basic you know sanctioned series because I think any race series, because of the rules, uh, what you end up with is everyone starts to look the same, right? And so at the end, yeah, right, yeah. like NASCAR over 50, 60 years, right? They're you know, basically the same tube chassis with the same kind of fiberglass body on it. And you really can't tell the difference except, you know, the different colors, paint schemes, and stickers. Uh-huh. And uh, what have you got to drive in? Yeah. What have you got to hang it out by the seat of your pants in? Well, you know, this Optima Challenge is pretty awesome because you can come from any direction. Uh, it's so relatable because it's streetcars, right? And it's just pure uh-huh. nasty. And it's still early enough in its infancy to where it's, you know... You know, Joe versus Larry versus, you know, and like it's got character to it. And it, it like I said, it, it's so unique because uh, the rules are very minimal and everybody is battling it out uh, to see who could be the top guy. And and you can see these cars on the street. They're yeah. not pure race cars, but they are every bit or more or faster than most race cars because they're not limited. But they're street cars that you can romp around and you can, you know, you can go get your burger, go get your hamburger, take your kid or your wife out. Yeah. It's funny because you talk about them like they're, you know, Oldsmobile Laros, like they're, <laughs> like they're, you know, just a regular sedan. But these these things are 12, 14, 1500 horsepower. Like they're nasty. They're brutal. They all have, you know, wicked chin straps, bad aero packages. They're super low. They got crazy tires on it. It's not like they're really comfortable, albeit street cars. They're beast, man. And 
it is cool because when you look at just racing, just, you know, as far as hanging it out, you know, I, I'm a big racer. I, I race pro motocross, you know, for a number of years here in Colorado. I've raced, you know, Time Attacks and FCCA and uh, all those fun stuff. And, and you know, been part of, uh, you know, the Central City Hill Climb. I own the speed record in. Been, uh, you know, won a couple, you know, good drag racing events. But I imagine behind the wheel of doing something like this has to be the ultimate for a driver. Has to be like more grins per minute, more smiles by the seat of your pants, more like yeehaw, like two claps and Ric Flair's like, woo, inside the cab of the car than you could ever imagine. Well, and it, it's a challenge for the, for the builder, uh, right? Because you're trying to blend two worlds. You're trying to blend uh, a street world with a racetrack, right? And usually it's uh, these like awkward series of compromises, right? You're trying to, you know, have enough ride height to get over a curb. You're trying to have stiff enough springs to really plant and flatten the car out in the corners, right? Like what kind of shock valving and spring rates are you going to do? Uh, you know, what kind of engine motor setup are you going to do so that you can get stuck in, uh, you know, in a cruise <laughs> and not overheat, but yeah. when you're on the track doing buck 20, you know, you got the right airflow, you're, you're, uh, you know, intercooler's not overheating, you know, all these things that you got to manage between both of those worlds. So it just makes it a, a different and unique kind of challenge to be the guy on top. What goes through your helmet when you're at the track? Because I know you're taking your BMW out. You put it through a few turns, a few laps. What goes through your head when you're fighting for position uh, on a two-mile track with several turns, altitude changes, blind corners, off cambers, straightaways? For you... What is going through your head that whole time? It's kind of a mix between, uh, all right, don't die. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and have the time of your life, like full on adrenaline. This is the most awesome experience ever. And then, you know, little flashes of, uh, you know, because these aren't replaceable race cars, right? These are street cars with, you know, hand forming, customization, custom interiors, right? thousands more hours in it than a stripped down tube chassis you could buy from a builder right right off a jig with a fiberglass body a slap on and a crappy paint job right these are some of the cars that could be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars right on a SEMA show floor and you're thinking wow if I take this corner a little bit too hard if I swing the back end around if i get in those tires man i'm in a world of hurt so it's like a combination of the most fun and the most scary moments like possible you could have yeah, in your man. brain at one time I, i'm with you i'm a little more kamikaze i think i don't, I don't care anybody you think about i just care about posture positioning how i'm gonna pass them <laughs> but as you know that's bit me in the butt before one day we'll tell you about the podcast in a podcast form when i crashed Kenny Schrader's NASCAR car into a wall, and ever since then we have never been able to drive during the uh, the drive like um, Kenny Schrader events ever. I, I ruined that for us. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I, I don't blame uh -huh. him. Um, mm. But yeah, no. But there's a huge difference between right. You got your C5 that, and uh, yeah, you got a lot of work into it. But when you build a car up from scratch, a custom car, and you've got you know five thousand, ten thousand hours mm -hmm. in it. Um, it, it just goes to a whole nother level, right? Because I've got my little track day Miata. Uh, it's all fully prepped and stripped and the whole bit. But, you know, if I wad that thing up, boom, I go grab another one. I pull off at least, you know, maybe three corners worth of good parts and stick it on, you know. But uh, these guys, right, you're talking about, you know, top builders, right? Uh, roaster shop, 
you know, it, it could be the Ring Brothers. It could be, you know, anybody building, like I said, several hundred thousand dollars worth of gear uh, or even an individual person that's just putting so much sweat equity into it. You have so much on the line. I think even as the viewer, you know, you're sitting there watching the people race and you know what's involved and you know it's irreplaceable. Uh, and to see these guys throwing it and hucking it around the track yes. and really going 100%. Uh, you just get so much more credibility to the guys and what they're risking, right? Yeah, man. I'm so with you. But when we come back, we'll get all the ins and outs, all the to and froms, if you will, of what is the Optima Search for the ultimate streetcar. You can't wait to hear about this race. Trust me on this, guys. Back in just a minute, it's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today, man, it is all about racing. Something I swear I'm addicted to. I think it's because, Kevin, I think it's because I'm a twin. <laughs> now, hear me out on this, right? I'm an identical twin. So the moment you pop out of the chute, you're wired to be really competitive. You're wired to be, you know, just competing, whether it's for mom's attention or this, that, the other, the bottle or whatever. I'm super competitive, and that's always been an advantage, I think, for me when it comes to racing. Because, you know, dude, I'm I'm your Huckleberry. I don't I don't know that I've, I've ever turned down a race. <laughs> you know, I love it. And and these guys, you have to in order to build something like this to drive like these guys do, and to push your car through these paces. Yeah, I mean, and I think uh, maybe you hit something on there with twins, but I think having any kind of sibling, you know, like who's gonna race to get the, you know that last piece of pumpkin pie who's gonna race to get to the car first right, and ride right. shotgun you know like it's like <laughs> competition but yeah to have a brother that you could uh that's also into cars like you had growing up uh I man what a great experience that you guys could be competitive and probably camaraderie you know in, in there mixed and right and feed off of each other yeah oh yeah man yeah there's nobody i've raced more <laughs> yeah, yeah no doubt yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you what we've got We've got two awesome guys uh, we hooked up with at SEMA, right? So we all know Optima Battery, right? These guys make performance batteries. Uh, and when you think about, uh, right, you've got to have some juice to get your machinery fired up, whether you're in a boat, whether you're yeah. on a street, on a racetrack, uh, or off-road. And, right, AGM batteries uh, really have the performance to take the abuse and we kind of know these things and we put them into our cars because of their performance. But these guys have really branched out. And so we've got Cam Douglas, director of marketing for Optima Battery and what they've done for us in the race world. Jimmy Day, president and CEO, FM3 Performance Marketing has really driven this Optima search for the ultimate streetcar uh, series and this invitational that happens after SEMA. And uh, I think we need to jump right in and, and uh, get neck deep on uh, performance driving, building, and having a hell of a lot of race car fun. Most people, when they think Optima, most people go batteries, right? But Optima has morphed into really a, a cultural, like a, like a lifestyle, you know, way of, of addressing cars. And man, with us is the one and only man, Jimmy Day, who I gotta <laughs> tell you, man, I've had him on my radio show before. When it comes to racing, Optima Street Challenge, these are the type of events that these guys have now sort of morphed into and what is one of the biggest events 
Posima. It's like a religious experience oh for my the God. car guy, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's really cool. We got Cam Douglas here, two of the top guys at Optima, and two of the top guys driving the whole like Ultimate Streetcar series, the Ultimate Streetcar Invitational. Yes. And uh, we'll get these guys to give us some of the background. But you know, I, I was fortunate enough several years ago to kind of be in some of the first uh, Invitationals out here in Las Vegas, where you got the baddest streetcars pretty much in the world yeah battling it out and and i look at it like uh the early mma so if anybody yeah, yeah. followed back in the day right you had hoist gracie you had tank abbott right you had ken shamrock and you brought the Chuck barroom baller yeah. yeah you brought barroom brawler with jujitsu you know brazilian jujitsu greco-roman wrestling and you're like who the hell is gonna win in this match man yeah you throw everything together limited rules throw them all in one pit let them duke it out and it was incredible. This is one of my favorite series of racing and events that's out there. Now, who got this whole concept started? Well, I know people can't see, but I'm pointing my finger at Cam, <laughs> Cam Douglas. And it, You're it, man. it it started kind of as a thing here at SEMA. Cam, tell them, tell them that story and how that came about. Yeah, well, we had, uh, we, we, we had an idea of putting on an event that would showcase these vehicles and the and the parts that it takes to put them together and prove to people that these vehicles can run at race car levels on the showroom floor and at the time 10 years ago when magazines were yeah the biggest media right you could see in 2d these beautiful vehicles but you could never see them like on the track right so we said let's challenge all of these cars that some of them are pushed in, some of them drive, right? right? Some Let's of them are trailer queens, them. man, yeah. Get out there and run. Because we knew a lot of them were put together really well. And let's prove to all of these consumers that these cars can really work. Well, so. and it's, a, it's an amazing additional outlet because, you know, there's so many of us that love their street cars. We love taking them to all kinds of places. We love going insanely fast, being super capable. But there wasn't really an outlet. Yeah. Right for the for the owners and the builders. Right, where can we go besides you know something stupid on the street, you know, or a right. track day or whatever? But no, man, I want to go up against my my brethren. Yeah, right? my peers. And then for the viewer, right, the enthusiast to be able to see like the Greco-Roman wrestler, <laughs> you know, duke it out with Hoist Gracie, give him in a chokehold with his gi. Like this is where it's at. You know, it's funny because we have these events. What, what they've created is a series that goes all over the country. We've had them in Colorado before, and I'm blown away when you go there. You get the best of the best, the best drivers, the best platforms, the best cars, all makes, all models. doesn't matter what your brand loyalty is. You're going to go against something that's legit, that's a contender. And what they created is is a, a it's almost like the Hunger Games of automobiles. You know? <laughs> it, it, it really is, man. It's like when you go to these events you'll understand what we're talking about, but it's more from what it was 10 years ago and just one race to an entire series to now a destination type build. There are guys out there that are building platforms exclusively to be able to show up at the Optima you know, challenge and perform well. And that's, that's a testament to what you guys and your sort of mindset at that time was. Yeah, that's really the culmination of where we were trying to go with this thing. It's always been about supporting the automotive aftermarket, the automotive industry. What can we do to help give people a platform, like you say, where they can go out and drive their cars? We always thought that we used to have stickers that had no lawn chairs on them, right? Because we yeah. really wanted to put butts in the seats because we know if, if people are driving their cars, 
they're, they're going to be a little bit competitive. They're going to they're going to want to make that car faster, so they're going to need to buy parts. They're going to wear out parts, so they're going to need to buy parts, or they're simply just going to break something because they're out driving the car hard, and they're going to buy parts. That is great for the industry and, and helps the industry grow. And, and we love this industry. We really don't want to work in any other one. So right. anything we can do to make this one better. And we always tell people, it's like, you know, drive at an event. Get out and get in your driver's seat. And it doesn't matter if it's our event. Go to someone's event. We'd love you to come to ours, but but just drive your car. So what Jimmy is saying, you guys, is he's built an event where we go break our cars at so we buy more parts. <laughs> pretty much. Yep. You know, I mean, that's it. as crazy as that sounds, it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what we want want to do exactly i mean who wants to build a car and just let it sit there right and who wants to build a car of this caliber this capability and not get to stretch its legs get the lungs breathing right and we talk about the competition competition indeed oh my god i mean this is all about fun and enjoyment but it's this awesome level of you know competitiveness between each other along with the camaraderie but it's just it's driven i don't think in my opinion i don't think there's any other event or happening that's pushed the market as hard and as fast as this event. It's really taken, yeah. you know, guys that can brag about whatever, I've got this much horsepower. It's all sitting on a stage or something. This is putting them out in the field, making them test their mustard, right? right and show it off. And other people are like, damn, all right, I got to step it up and I got to step it up. And it's moved the whole entire industry, I feel, faster than just about anything else. It has pivoted the entire industry. That's awesome. And that's, that's always, you know, this thing's grown beyond what we ever thought it might. When we started the first Invitational back in 2008, we literally had 26 cars. And and wow. I think five or six of those were rental cars from our friends <laughs> that we invited out to come run in the event. And we thought, man, I and think, I think this 11 is finished. 11 finished of the 26. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this is, this is a challenge. I mean, we call it the ultimate streetcar for a reason. It's not the fastest streetcar. It's not the fastest driver. It's all about the ultimate streetcar. That's why we have multiple segments, multiple events over a weekend. And, and your car has to be put together very, very well in order to compete and, and do well at these events. And we've seen the level of competition go really expand a lot through here, but but yet our national championship in the last two years has been decided by less than four points You know, every year. When you, when you come to SEMA, one of the sexiest things you could possibly see is what they call uh, Optima Alley, right? It's where all these cars are lined up. Obviously, the Optima sort of tent is, is the epicenter of a bunch of them. But when you see down the row of all these cars with massive chin straps and big spoilers and everything says, you know, Optima, Ultima Street Car Challenge, they're all flared out. I mean, these cars are they're they're the pinnacle this is what you could imagine as that badass go-kart when you were a kid right i mean they're they're centimeters off the ground right the ground effects the aero package on them the uh diffusers just the heat exchangers everything about these cars screams aggressive well you talked about the different categories of the event right so it's not build a race car it's a street car and and Jimmy or Cam, you know, jump in with all the different categories, one of which is you got to go through like a drive, right? You go through a particular course, there's probably what, like parking curbs or whatever, uh, speed bumps or something that you might have to go over or potholes, things that a real car would have to do. Then you go to the track and it's got multiple levels of, you know, talent for the driver and, you know, sophistication of the machinery. Yeah, Cam calls it the pentathlon of events. Um, <laughs> he kind of created that, that form. but. You know, we start on Saturday with, with an autocross, so kind of a standard autocross, which is a, a slower speed but technical handling 
capabilities of the cars. We finish up Saturday, or the second thing we do Saturday is our design and engineering competition, and this is what really separates our series from all the others out there, because this is a, this is a competition to see how well the car is put together. The, the combination of parts, the theme of the, of the paint and, and the interior, and this is what really proves the car's a street car because we have some required elements for design and engineering, like seats, seat belts, wipers, blinkers, horn. All of these things have to work in order to score well in that element. Then we turn right around and we do a road rally. We actually leave the racing facility, take them out onto county roads, highways, city streets. We've <laughs> run them down Las Vegas Boulevard on, on a Friday night to prove that these things can run. They oh, don't that would be imagine, man. Epic Friday night ever in Vegas. Are you Stumbling out me? of your favorite casino or bar club, whatever, and all of a sudden just rumbling. Wow, wow, wow. Right? Like, how many cars are you getting now? Uh, this uh, this Ultimate Street Car Invitation will have 103 drivers 103 this weekend. 103 badass wow. machines. And cars that'll win, they got air conditioning, badass stereos. These cars are street cars. Absolutely. And, Dude, I have to I mean, ask you guys the level that these are built because under most racing, there's rules, right? You got to be at certain cubic inches and whatever else. And, you know, so it's holding them within a certain range of performance. Are these cars like kind of faster than most of the race cars that you'd imagine on oh these tracks? Oh my God, yeah. Well, it's funny because we, our, our limiting factor is, is tires. And, and to keep this a street car thing, we use a 200 Treadwear street tire. That is a requirement. Wow. And so every car, you know, and so your traction limited. And so if you build a thousand horsepower car or a five hundred horsepower car, you know that tends to equal the the playing field there. But um, these cars are doing things on two hundred treadwear street tires that in other race series cars are not doing. Full blown race cars on race tires. Yeah, man, it's a testament to the engineering, the architect behind the car. And you talk about a, a test of both man and machine. That's what you get when you go to one of these challenges. I mean, it is unbelievable. Just in, in this booth alone, to see the cars, see the design behind them, see what the guy is creating, because all of them are a little bit different. It could be old muscle cars. It could be Corvettes. It could be BMWs. I mean, you never know what you're going to see, but here's one guarantee. They are all wicked badass. <laughs> Thanks for that. We like to say we're the most diverse racing series in the entire world because we will literally have cars on track from the 1950s through brand new. So we've, we've literally got six, seven decades of vehicles on the track at the same time, all performing at, at a pretty close level. It's pretty neat to watch. Where else can you see that? You Nowhere. Can. No. Yeah. And that, I mean, to contrast it to you know NASCAR, they're all same, right? Yeah. Under the hood might be a different engine, but they all technically look like the same. These cars have character. Every yeah. one of them, like you said, has a different start point and a completely different end point on the build. Everybody's styles involved, right? How they configure it, how they set it up, what kind of powertrain, brake setup, arrow, you name it. They're all so individual, and that brings the character. We all love characters, man. Yeah, man. Well, the other cool thing is everybody that, that is engaged in the series, whether you're a spectator, a fan, or whatever, can identify with the cars on track. There's some car out oh, there yeah. that you can identify with. Either you had one when you were a kid, you wanted one when you were a kid, your neighbor had one, your uncle, whatever. There's something out there literally for everyone that they can identify with. Yeah, man, one day, Bird, one day. You think about all of the... You know, the hecticness, the just the excitement, the you know, the adrenaline of a big race day, man. Whether it was back when I was racing motocross, um, or you know, just you know, when I've been out at the track and you know, I'm going pr pretty far in the in final rounds. There's something about, you know, whether it's time or a competitor in the opposite lane, there is something about just a 
you know, just a wicked race, man. Regardless of turns or straightaways or dirt bikes or whatever, there's something about that competition. I just, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I, I really like. I don't know, man. When, when you watch a, a movie, when you watch, you know, a superhero movie or whatever, right? They're, they're I, I like the characters, right? I, I like kind of having some connection to them, right? I like to be able to identify with, with somebody's persona, somebody's approach, somebody's build, somebody's, you know, just theme on how they've uh, designed or customized or, you know, just approached it with their powertrain source or whatever, and and to to get out there and watch you know a, a nissan gtr not race a bunch of other nissan gtrs but you know maybe a 69 camaro or an ls swapped volvo or you know who knows what somebody's yeah. gonna bring you know some wide body you know mgb like it could be anything that shows up somebody's wild ass dream put together scienced through enough to be called like a legitimate kind of race car and bam there you go Get out there, get on it, son. Let's see who's going to be top dog today. Yeah, man, and it's crazy to see the cars that are out there doing it. Like, you know, he's saying there's hell. There's 60 years represented out there. You'll see cars from the 50s. It was Enzo Ferrari that said aerodynamics are for people who can't build engines. Like, there's some, you know, obviously all these cars address aero packages, but at the same time, dude, there's first gen Camaros there's you know there's little cars there's big cars there's Corvettes there's you know there's big classic muscle cars out there you never really gonna know uh, what you're gonna see out there until you're out there witnessing yeah I remember watching kind of my first race in person and there's you know it was a few years ago so it was the 05 kind of era of Ford GT and I'm like all right, right. well that that guy should win. Now these aren't professional drivers, so you have that factor in there, right? How much seat time? You know, are they familiar with their car? Are they familiar with the track? Did they just finish building the car last week and have had any testing on it? So there's so many unknowns. Uh, but to watch, you know, a Ford GT go up against, you know, like a Mark Stilo and a '69 Camaro, and at the end of the day, yeah. having that '69 Camaro, you know, come out on top, you don't know where it's going to end up and for what reasons because there's so many categories and there's so many places you could. Sell and so many places you could just bomb, you know, and you can pick up points here right. and there. It's it's cool to follow from beginning to end, all the way to who's going to take the podium. You know, it's amazing how many feelings, right? That helmet hides when you think about <laughs> what's going, you know, what's going through that racer's head, you know, and and you know, just the number of times I've been there and crossed the finish line ecstatic or bummed or knowing, you know, you're you're pushing your car to the limit, knowing you got a little more sideways, scrubbed a little bit more speed, you know, you didn't hit the fastest line through that turn or, you know, even worse, you missed a gear or something like that. There's all these elements that weigh on you through the course of a race. And when you're finally done, man, sometimes you walk away going, all right, I was, I was everything I needed to be you know me and my machine were perfect today and you're happy with the the results and there's other days where you're like ah, i missed it i missed it i was off by a hair yeah no doubt yeah all right <laughs> let's keep the adrenaline pumping man because this conversation just keeps getting better and better so we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with jimmy day and cam douglas All right, welcome back to Two Guys Garage Podcast. I'm Kevin Bird. He's Willie B. And we have got two awesome guys from Optima talking about the Optima search for the ultimate streetcar. 
Dude, how? Tell me how amazing it would be. Have you ever gone to one of these? I'm, I know you've gone to the uh, the one out in Vegas, but have you ever gone to one of these with a car where you could drive in it, compete for it, compete for a chance to to get out to this Invitational? Yeah, I went out to the first, I think, two, and I actually uh, judged the design portion of the competition. Right. So. Right. Right. So, I, but it, you ever taken a car to one of these to try to get? No, in? man. Because I just finished uh, my BMW, and uh, they invited me to come out. So, actually, drove out to the event, uh, but had zero seat time, no tuning, no nothing. Uh, okay. So, you know, I wanted to come out the following year, but to be honest, the competition has just gone crazy. So I'm sitting on a, right. you know, 2,800, 2,900 pound car with, uh, you know, maybe 510 horsepower flywheel pretty nice you know pretty awesome street and little track car but these guys are now pushing seven eight nine hundred maybe even a little bit yeah. more i don't know how much they can actually get yeah. to the ground but um yeah so i haven't done the invitational but i, I do want to do the series because i think you can just go out and have a whole lot of fun so i think on my calendar i've got it marked down uh to go out and do some of these uh you know leading up series and then i'm I think I'm gonna have to build myself a little bit more of a righteous, uh, competitive yeah, machine. Man. So I've got something in my garage that uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about here in a future <laughs> podcast that you know might end up out there being a little bit more up into that upper echelon. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I, I've been to one here in uh, Colorado. They have it, you know, at the Pikes Peak International Raceway here. And I got to tell you, man, if if you're sitting at you know 500 at the flywheel, you, somebody's gonna snatch in and steal your lunch. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't cut it anymore. I was like, well, I'm way underpowered. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, too, man. You go to this and you really see what being a driver can do, man. It's amazing how many drivers think that brakes are for slowing the car down, you know? It's like, uh, think about that. <laughs> think about that. You'll get where we're going. All right, well, let's get back to our discussion with Jimmy Day and Cam Douglas about, you know, just this insane series. Take it away, man. So talk about this series a little bit because – did it start out as just the Invitational? Yeah, when we started, it was it was a single event, and we did the single event until uh, we did three of those single events to kind of build up the the brand and, and the understanding of, of the event. And then then the demand got such that because we started it with just 50 cars, that was our that was our max, and and we had 400 500 applications for people that wanted to get into this one event so the demand wow. got such that we said hey let's let's take this on the road and, and turn it into a series so we turned it into a series it's a national points based championship series drivers can accumulate points up to three different events and earn their way into the invitational and a trip here to SEMA so how do people get involved like what's the easiest way to go where is my next event how can I get in there what are the rules what do I got to be prepared for yeah, driveoptima.com is our website where all of that information resides. Uh, our schedule is on there. In fact, we're getting ready to announce our 2020 schedule in about 45 minutes. Uh, and we've got some really cool, new, exciting tracks on there. Bucket list tracks are one of our things that we we try and give our, our regular competitors an opportunity to, to run on some premier tracks throughout the country. Um, so we're going to announce that schedule. But the rules, the format, and everything else is on our website at driveoptima.com. So, Cam, tell us, what is your favorite part about the whole series of events and and uh was there some cool moments where everything just kind of clicked and you're like yeah man we pulled this off well you know the the best part was hooking up with jimmy fm3 and his crew it, it just every everything came together with his crew they all had they're all automotive enthusiasts so for each different segment of the event that we do whether it's autocross or speed stop or road course style and design 
or even the road rally, those guys pull it off. But I can tell you that the crew that comes out here, the drivers and the passion that they have for their vehicle and everybody else, it's like one big family. It's awesome. And it's wild, but we bring new people in at every event and they just immediately become part of the family. It's like you could have a beer with any of them. The camaraderie is so high. Did right? you have any idea what you were creating when you came up and threw spitwatted this idea against the wall? Like, no, did you just, have it? So Jimmy and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that, that's how it started. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I've been there many times where I'm like, this sounds really cool. I got my buddy in on it. I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know how a movement starts, right? It isn't from one person. It's everybody that piles on. Yes. And so it has nothing to do with the idea maker or anything. It's, well, you know, so Jimmy got the, the piling on part. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to give a nod to the drivers because you would think with all the money, all the time, and all the effort, effort in my world is your currency. That's your own personal currency, right, is effort all the effort that goes into these builds, you would think that some of these guys wouldn't push them as hard as as y you would think, right? Because you got a car, you got all this time and money. And when you go out to one of these challenges, you will see these guys ringing these cars out for every ounce of traction, every ounce of power. Like all you hear is in the red. I mean, these guys are going for it. It means something to them. Well, when you think about it too, these aren't like stock race cars, right? You can't just go buy another chassis, right? Body panels off of whatever series. You know, they're custom built. When you see them, I mean, sheet metal is moved, custom chassis, they're all unique. So you stuff one in a corner, it means a whole heck of a lot more than, you know, your daily commuter yeah. where you're like, okay, I'll go to yeah, a dealership a and some new car. parts. More than one. Yeah. And it was wild. I mean, yeah, can man. you imagine that? Those are like million dollar cars, yeah. dude. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And talk about the pinch factor when you're just watching them, let alone them driving their own car. Yeah. You're seeing, you know, I know the Ring Brothers had one out and other guys like winging them around. You're like, man, how hard is he going to drive this thing? You're like, damn. Right. He's pushing it. Woo. Back end got yeah. loose on that corner. And you're thinking, man, there's, there's hardly, from a spectator point, more adrenaline because you know what's in these vehicles well, and what they put in them. As a guy that's been there, right, watched it as a spectator, there's very few events that as a spectator you hold your breath. Yes. Right? And and when you watch these cars, they're going so fast. There's so many, you know, there's so many guys battling it out. There's times where you're holding your breath. You gotta remind yourself to breathe, you know? You're like, Duh. you know, I mean it's that exciting to watch and witness, let alone being inside that car. All right, so we're at SEMA 2019. Uh, you got your big event coming up this weekend. Uh, give us a little bit of heads up on you know how this thing's going to roll. All these cars are in the buildings, in the parking lots. You know, how's this all going to go down? Well, we've got starting at three o'clock on Friday. The drivers start heading to their cars. We we have we have a really cool privilege here at SEMA. We get to lead the SEMA parade out of the SEMA show. So all of the cars in the alley will start up just a little before four and they'll roll out of the alley to the front of the parade route. They'll go through the tens of thousands of people that are out front to, to kind of be recognized and see them all. And then every one of our drivers is gonna head straight out to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We run on the outside road course. Um, they've got their trucks and trailers already out there. They're gonna get into their paddock spot and they're gonna kind of, they're gonna change their mentality. It's now game time, right? Go We've had a lot of fun here. To go. Yeah. Right, exactly. We've had a lot of fun here. So they'll roll out kind of Friday afternoon. 
um, get get their paddocks set up, make all the adjustments they want to make to their cars on Friday evening. Um, then on Saturday morning, we've got a driver's meeting at 8 o'clock. The gate's open for spectators, and we're going to go. The, the Invitational is a multi-segment event, but we don't run it like we do our regular events because it is our championship event. So every driver is going to get three shots at an autocross, three shots at the speed stop. They're going to get four road course sessions. The road rally design and engineering took place here, which they kind of like because that helps them be able to focus more on the timed elements at the track. Um, but they have to be fast, and they have to be fast quickly because yeah. they're not going to be able to sneak up on it with a whole bunch of runs. This is a championship event. It's not about seat time. This is about going out and, and putting everything you've got on the line, making it happen. I, I got to ask him one more question. What's, you know, having this series for like a decade, what's the, what's the coolest thing you've got to experience behind a wheel of? Like, Cam, you, you're the guy, you know, that threw this idea up. Have you got to drive something on the course? Do you mean, I know you have. Every once in a while, but I'm more, I have way more fun watching everybody else. I really do. I live vicariously through all these guys. Okay. <laughs> I got a few toys at home, but I don't push it at this level yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've enjoyed this not out of my 69 AMX. It's called yeah. AMXS. Um, but again, like Cam, I, I feel like I've made the transition. Like, like in, in certain racing elements, you get a driver that converts to a car owner and then a team owner. I feel like I've made that same conversion. It's like I get more fun out of actually running the events and watching the smiles and yeah. not having to prep my car every yeah, weekend. Man. So, well, that shows you how serious it is now <laughs> that these guys are like, no, nah, I'm watching this one. <laughs> yeah, and, and the talent level has gotten beyond me, oh, quite man. frankly. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, we have a great group of drivers. They have a lot of fun. And, and that being said, though, we, we've got a group of novice drivers, as Cam said, that come out every one of these. So it's, anyone can come run one yeah. of these events. Yeah, I almost put my Corvette in it, man. I mean, that's how they, they welcome their very, you know, when you go to one of these events, you'll see, you put your car in it. Not only will you get challenged, but they're real personable. Like, they want everybody to walk away from the experience with a lot of smiles, really happy, grabbing their buddy going, I can't believe I just did that. Did you see the GoPro? <laughs> Yeah, so there you go, man. All right, our friends, Cam, Jimmy, we appreciate your time. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B., we are live from SEMA 2019. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. What an awesome series because it, it kind of encapsulates everything from the top, right? The competition and the drivers and the preparedness and the builds have become so insane uh, and, and almost a little intimidating, but they have so much room in there for, for the novice, for the beginner guy to go out there and just have a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Like I always say, dude, it is so much more fun to drive a slow car fast than it is a fast car slow. Now, those guys on that track have the ability to have a really, really fast car. They can drive it really, really fast. Look at the best of both worlds. It's got to be a riot, but regardless of the level you're at, you can go get competitive, you know, and, and have – I really do. As much as I, you know, talk about and, and enjoy drag racing, you know, you give me a day on a track with a lot of turns, you know, off cambers, elevation climbs, stuff like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose that all day, man. It is just such – a blast to push you and your car, you know, the limits that, you know, you can't anywhere else. Yeah. From the intensity of, uh, you know, a super fast drag car, you know, when you're squeaking out, you know, nines and eights and, you know, sub eights, like, wow, that is like full on. Whoa. But you know, when you get into, you know, a real track car and when you, 
you know, you're going into corners, you're coming out of corners, your car is, you know, on those four tires and you're trying to figure out how to get the right weight transfer, how to late brake, you know, when to get on the power. You're so, you know, encumbered by everything that's going on, the entire vehicle. Um, it's a whole different experience, man. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think the road course is so it's, much fun. And I think anybody can get out there and do a track day in just about any car with a minimal amount of prep. Right. And yeah, really man. start to have a, a good time. I nothing gets me excited like going to shifter cards. I do that a bunch on weekends just so I could bang turns, have fun, you know, and do the same thing. We got a road course, a couple of them out here. I get a I get a hit often throughout the spring and the summer. But you're right. If you've never got to experience that, highly recommend it. Hell, go get a rental car, man. Like, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a track car, and that's really close. So get out there, encourage you guys to go bang your car around a couple turns, laugh a little bit, sharing that experience with some buddies. You will absolutely have a blast you will definitely get addicted to it it is fun yeah and once you got the addiction you know maybe step it up a little bit prep a little bit get out in one of these <laughs> optima challenge you know the series man check them out they're they're coming your way that's a huge step up, but come on, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> hey, man, and don't forget our show, man. It's what we talk about. It's what we eat, love, breathe, and we do this all the time on our show, Upgrading Rides, especially on the performance side. You can check that out on weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also, episodes now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Big thanks to our guests, Cam Douglas and Jimmy Day from Optima, our producer, Scoop. Uh, our ex executive producer, Bob Ecker. For Kevin Bird, I'm Willie B. And don't forget, check out our website. We have so much cool content on there, twoguysgarage.com. And share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. And you know what? Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright 2019 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. It's ours. <laughs> Spread the love. Share it. Just don't steal it. Burn rubber. <laughs> we'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.